Welcome to Copland Talk, a podcast where we go over every single chapter of the Wheel of Time series. My name is Julia, and I've been obsessed with the Wheel of Time for about five years now, and I've finally convinced my best friend Lily to read along for the first time. And if you've read the first book before, you know who the Coplins are and what their reputation around town is. They're not the smartest family around, so get ready for theories, some serious and some absurd, and maybe some bad jokes, some Coplin talk if you will. We're so excited to bring you guys along for the journey, so without further ado, let's begin with the first chapter, the prologue of Eye of the World, Dragon Mount. Uh, Lily, why don't you go ahead and give us your initial impressions? Um, yes. So, as you know, I have not read this series, so mm -hmm. I've read this prologue twice, and that is it. I haven't got any further. Okay, so the first thing I noticed immediately was this man is going through this sort of, like, post-war, post-massacre scene. Clearly, there is some type of fire destruction I believe in the text mm -hmm. there's something about um, like a lightning type mm -hmm. of uh, bolt that caused this fire. And mm -hmm. he continues to say, Ileana, where is Ileana? Um, I, I was listening to the audiobook as well. And the voice actor yes. who does the audio work, I don't know his name, I'm sorry, but he, fantastic job. But anyway, yes. so this character keeps saying this, he's calling out for this woman. Um, and it becomes obvious in the chapter that she's dead. Um, you know, there's, there's imagery saying that she's lying on the floor. There's, it's bloody, like she's clearly mm -hmm. not responding. She is not animated in any sort of way. Um, but he, it's like, he doesn't get it. So already what I was feeling was, okay, you're supposed to sense that this man is completely out of sorts. He doesn't know what's going on. He's not even really recognizing that this is a horrific scene. There's the mm -hmm. one part where he looks at himself in this reflection and he's like laughing hysterically. It actually reminded yeah. me of the scene in Harry Potter where they described a serious black after he quote murdered all these people. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he started laughing hysterically because he was crazy. Yeah. At least that's how it was Yeah, reported. doesn't so, sound very sane. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's so already, like, the setting is, like, okay, no one is in their right mind. Or really, this is the only one character that has in been introduced. Mm -hmm. Something is very wrong. And so then we get a new character. We learn that this guy's name is... Did I write it down? Okay. Luz Theron Telemon. Mm -hmm. From here on out, I'll be referring to him as LTT. And <laughs> his nickname is Dragon, which awesome what an awesome nickname like it's pretty good yeah a plus okay so this guy lose theron he's just something's off my dude mm -hmm. is down bad i don't know what's going on here so this guy comes up <laughs> julia cannot handle this because i'm he's every... struggle busing no you're right he's he's on the struggle bus he can't yeah. get off no it's it, yeah it's obvious so then we get another character. It's um, described as he's clad in black. So that's a, mm -hmm. a descriptor that comes up a few times that he's wearing black. Mm -hmm. So in fantasy writing, some, some sometimes these things are obvious where it's like, okay, this guy's wearing black, black clothes. Bad. He talks mm -hmm. in a deep voice. Bad. So already you're kind of getting a sense for this guy, this secondary character. Like, okay, something's off here. So this mm -hmm. guy's name is... 
Ellen. <laughs> Not Ellen. E- Elan? Julia. El- Elon? Elon Morin. Like e- T- Tendernai. Tendernai. It doesn't matter because I'm going to call him EMT. Okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. So he comes in. Clearly, it was actually hard to gauge just from the text, like, what his emotions were. Whether it was anger, whether it was disgust towards Luce Theron, you couldn't really tell. One of the quotes he said, which I loved, was as he was talking to Luce Theron, he said, I don't want you to be swaddled in unawareness. Mm -hmm. So already I'm thinking, like, wait, did Luce Theron do all of this? Did he kill all these people? Because it's clearly, it's clear that this EMT guy is trying to sort of put this blame on. But Mm-hmm. This being the prologue, there's so much going on that you don't know about. And so there were all right. these nouns and place names that were dropped in. I'm going to read off a few because I was like, they're all capitalized. So it has to be important. We got Betrayer of Hope. Again, badass. What an iconic name. Betrayer yeah, of right? Hope. Mm-hmm. Just A+. plus. You got The Servants, Ring of... Tamer- Tamerlin. No idea how to pronounce that. Hey, hey, that's pretty close. High seat. Thank you. Nine Rods of Dominion. I want to mm-hmm. go there. Hall yep. of Servants. Gates of Paradisan. Sisters. Light. Great Dark Lord. Wait. Great Lord of the Dark. A Hundred Companions. True Source. So mm-hmm. you're getting all of these names I was writing down. Cause I'm like, all right, there are clearly places or nouns or things that are important go- going to be coming up later. So you get this sort of dialogue between the two of them. And there was this one quote I wrote down because I thought that it is important. So he says, EMT, he goes, you and I have fought a thousand battles with the turning of the wheel, a thousand times a thousand, and we will fight until time dies and the shadow is triumphant. So clearly this has to do with some type of history between the two of them and also that there's a war that has been going on or a war that will happen or that has mm-hmm. happened. Again, the mm-hmm. time factor is a little more confusing there. Yes. And yeah, so, it seems pretty ominous. Yeah. Right. And so once, uh, at least I believe, once EMT has fully convinced Luce Theron that he did all of this, that he he dared to go against this great power and that power was referred to as Great Lord of the Dark, Shaitan. I'm thinking, based on just this, I think they're the same person or entity thing. Again, mm-hmm. no idea. Julia is nodding her head. She, okay. Yeah, you're you're like, sure. I'm trying to, I mean, <laughs> there's only so much I, I can know. confirm or deny, but yeah, I, I don't know. Very smugly, like, that's cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. Oh, good, good. Hmm. So... So it seems once Luce Theron has, um, I guess, believe believe EMT that he's done all of this. And I think kind of realized that Ileana is, sorry, bro, but she's like kind of Oh, shit. I also love that EMT referred to her as Ileana Sunhair. Like, beautiful. I know. What the heck are all these titles? Like, I just just think that's beautiful. My name would be Julia Freckleface (laughs) in this time. (laughs) Yeah, we got Julia Freckleface. She's like Im- impaled into a wall. She's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. It's good. But just that descriptor, descriptor of her almost makes me think she could be like a Helen of Troy type of character. Like, hmm. So he has this description. EMT has this descriptor of Luce Theron's wife that's referring to her beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just 
something that came to my mind. Okay. So Luce Theron basically is like, I have to, I am so lost. I have to get out of here. And so again, a bunch of nouns coming. True source, Sadine or Sidon. No idea. And he traveled, <laughs> traveled was capitalized. So clearly that's mm-hmm. a thing. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes that I love, it said, once he traveled to this desert landscape, as it was described, said he could not escape memory, which was like, you can never Sucks, escape bro. the memory, guys. Yeah. Oof. Something else that was interesting, it described Sidon, Sidon as the male half of the power that drove the universe that turned the wheel of time. So mm-hmm. making it seem like there's a, this other female power because why Mm -hmm. would you describe something as one way if there's not the other side of the coin Mm -hmm. so kind of after this prologue ended I was sort of looking back um to try to get a sense because I realized that Luce Theron clearly he didn't kill all of these people he didn't cause this destruction but he feels he does so some of the texts would make it seem that he tried to attack this Lord of Dark and then the Lord of Dark using that slight he destroyed this entire kingdom this entire family and somehow this emt guy is working as like the kind of the darth vader to lord of darks darth sidious he's sort of like the Mm -hmm. the one who's pulling the strings here i like that comparison yeah doing all the deeds yeah okay wait Mm -hmm. all right well i'm not giving anything away but it's a fun comparison yeah thank you um at least that's kind of what I got from it. So, of course, we have the ending where Luce Theron just goes full light bender and, like, gets bolted by lightning on himself, which, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's kind of a cool way to go out. The drama, let me just the, say. Oh my, yeah, right, the drama. So he bolts himself so hard. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so yep. yeah, that, that could be. Please Let that, that fester for a second. He's bolting himself, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so hard, so hard that it caused this volcanic mountain to arise. I believe the description was like miles or 100 feet, 500 feet, something in the air. Mm-hmm. So this like huge structure just appears. Uh, and there's the river nearby actually sort of bends around this. Like it just caused yeah. this whole thing. There was an island that was created. He's just changing the entire geography of this area. Yeah. But I was telling Julia right before, this made me laugh out loud when they were describing um, the black clad man who we know as EMT to be standing on the island and then him saying like, dude, what? we're not done. Like we're going to be doing this until the end of time. You can't mm-hmm. turn yourself into a fucking mountain. Like what are you doing? Yeah. You cannot so, escape so easily, dragon. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Julia. You have the source. So I, I just, this entire prologue is, in my opinion, absolutely beautiful. I cannot wait to read the rest of this book because the, the last paragraph um, of the prologue, if I head to the end of it, it sort of gives you this dump of, you know, the shadow fell and then from here on out, we, yes, yeah. we know the, I'll read from the book. All was shattered, all but memory lost, one memory above all others of him who broke the shadow, brought the shadow, and the breaking of the world, and him they named Dragon. So clearly this is the beginning of 
sort of the events that will propel the characters um, through the rest of the book. Like this event is very pivotal to whatever they're going through. I did just the sentence right before that. I love to this description. The moon was as blood and the sun was as ashes. The seas boiled. The living envied the dead. The living mm-hmm. envied the dead. Mm-hmm. That is. Can you imagine what it takes? So, just, yeah. It, it's just incredible writing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, like I said, this prologue, just really, really incredible. And it's just a uh, A plus. I can't wait to to read more, but I I, I just kind of want to stay with these characters for a little bit. I know it's backstory, yeah, but yeah. I just I want to know what EMT does. Like, does he leave the island? He's like, all right, I'll just like find <laughs> no, a new he enemy. just sits down, has a picnic there, he's just <laughs> yeah. chilling. He's like, well, fuck, what can I do now? And then, yeah, and then Ilyana is like, God, I just <laughs> wanted to be like a chill person in a castle, and I get yeeted from the sky. This is yeah. fine. Yeah. So, um, All right. That was long. Well, um, that has completed no, my it. initial reactions. Now we will go to Julia with a much more um, poignant uh, well, description. Take we'll see about that. Um, don't get their hopes up too much. Uh, yes. I feel like you touched on so many of the important points that I was going to try to point you towards anyway. Uh, you picked up on okay. a lot this time. Yeah. Right. So like, that's, I'm proud of you. Nice. I did read uh, it twice, it's, so that, yeah. that second read but, really helped. Yeah, no, the first, the first read was, uh, we talked a little bit about this offline and it was pretty funny to hear your reaction to it. Cause it's, it just, this chapter throws you in with no context whatsoever. All you, you, the scene opens on this palace. That's like a battleground. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why is everything scorch marked walls? That lightning that you were talking about was um, lightnings that had flashed down every corridor or uh, the fires that had stalked people. It's kind of creepy how they describe that. It's the descriptions um, are incredible. It's like yes. the um, thing that you're taught in um, in writing class when the most effective way to describe something is to just say what it is to use less mm-hmm. adjectives. And this is like mm-hmm. the exact, like I, yeah. It, I it's almost like he's a good writer. Yeah. It's almost like he wrote 14 books. It's it's weird. Right. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's fun to, yeah. I didn't need to be told this was a battle scene. You're telling me people yeah. are in the walls. Yeah. And there's fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to point that out too. It was, even crazier is that there are people described as having sunken into the stone of the palace, the stones that had flowed and sought almost alive before stillness came again. Like right away, you know that this is nothing of our own world. We don't have anything that could cause that here. You know, it's probably something magical is going on. We don't really know what it sounds terrifying. (laughs) Getting Seriously. sucked into the stone. I don't want that. No, thanks. No. Um. All right. And then what else? Let me pull up my... Yeah, I'm looking at your notes now. Summary. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. One more quote from the very first page of the chapters. The mind twisting had struck at the core, ignoring the peripheral things. And this is referring to how um, there were tapestries on the walls that were largely untouched, besides the walls just bulging. I wondered um, at if that strange was significant. Curves. I remember reading that. I was like, I wonder if it. I, obviously, it is. He's pointing it out. 
but mm -hmm. yeah, if that plays into more significance later, that these that these paintings were were unaffected. Yes, it's a little strange, and I think just the the phrase "mind twisting," the mind twisting had struck at the core, is uh, mm. just something I wanted to point out. Maybe okay, all right, um, let's highlight yeah. that. And then from there, uh, we first meet Luz Theron Telamon. Uh, he's just walking around, like you said, has no idea that there's dead bodies everywhere, uh, that he steps over his own wife without realizing it, uh, dragging his cloak through the blood. It's pretty graphic. Um, and right away, like you said, we know that there's something very wrong with him. He just doesn't seem to know what's going on. He's not quite sane right now and one other thing i wanted to point out and that's really big in this series are the clothes that each character wears are very distinct it's the fashion is used to uh define a culture usually of a certain city or a certain area or a certain faction that the person is a part of um and so right at the beginning you see Luz theron looking at the mirror and he he fingers the symbol on his cloak a circle half white and half black the color separated by a sinuous line and i just wanted to point that out because i don't know if you can really tell what that symbol is i think you guessed it yeah pretty much, it's Lily. like yeah it's describing the yang yang symbol all, all yes. but without the like two little dots but yeah clear or black yeah. and white cookie i don't i don't know yeah. where they got it from but either one but yeah no you're right <laughs> yeah I, could be I, either <laughs> He has it on his coat for some reason. He might just be a fan. No, but you're totally right. Like, I definitely noticed um, the descriptions of the clothes, and I was writing that down. Um, I, they further described on his collar, it was like snow white lace and the silver work on his mm -hmm. boots. So clearly mm -hmm. this yes. guy's high up, right? He's royalty. Right, yeah, he's rich. I mean, he's walking through a palace, so right. it's, we don't, I don't know if it's ever outright stated if it is his house. I... I'm pretty sure that it is. I mean, there's, his enough, own. there's yes. enough context clues. Like EMT yeah. comes in, he's like, "You did this to like your family, your people." Right. Like yeah. I don't know if it's said in the text, but it's strongly suggested that this is the guy, right? And I think right. too that him being kept alive is crucial. That wasn't an accident, you know what I mean? Right. Right. At least that's okay. What I was getting yes. Going off of that point. Enter this mysterious man dressed in all black. We don't know his name outright, but right away we can tell that he sees all the dead people and all the chaos around him. And he's he's grossed out by it. Like, <laughs> we're just disturbed by it like most <laughs> normal people would be. So it's it's all real. It's all there. This is just Luz Theron somehow doesn't realize it. And... This guy comes out and he addresses Luz Theron as Lord of the Morning. Another dope-ass title, great. by the way. What a great name. Did you all, yeah. did you think of Sword of the Morning? Dawn, that's what I thought of. Yes, yeah. Shout out, yeah. House Dane, anyone? Okay. Hey, hey. Uh, and he says, I have come for you. So, one, we know that he he knew this is where Luz Theron would be. And two, he, he sought him out for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luz Theron, LTT, has, again, no idea who this guy is. He says, <laughs> hey, uh, a guest, Ileana, come over here. We <laughs> Wait, got a guest. Let's welcome so him. Funny. He's like, 
she talks a lot like it's kind of annoying but like that's her thing it's like she's gonna be so pissed that i didn't tell her you were here (laughs) my bad she's right there dude she's dead (laughs) yeah yeah and now um this black clad man he realizes that lou's there and has no clue what's going on and he quotes he says shaitan take you does the taint already have you so far in its grip and that causes a like a reaction out of Luce there. And finally, there's something he recognizes that name Shaitan. And he doesn't even finish saying the word. He just says, You mustn't say that name. It is dangerous. Like Voldemort. Like true. The he who must not be named, pretty much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um You're getting So here we Dear listener, you're getting a true sense of every reference material ever from me. So. <laughs> yeah. We have a limited amount of fantasy that we've read. <laughs> Um, so here we have black clad man who we know is Elon, um, or the betrayer of hope. He is fine saying Shaitan and Luz Theron is like, hell no, don't say that. That's dangerous somehow. Um, so another kind of like implication of light and dark maybe, or at least Mm -hmm. they're on opposite sides of each other. And also we see that Elon, um, notices Luz Theron stepping over the body of his dead wife and realizing what's going on. That's just uh, another kind of poignant moment. Not a good that, look, my um, dude. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Pretty awful, honestly. Yeah. All right. And then from there, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. So Elon finally introduces himself. And finally, again, Luz Theron recognizes the name and calls him Betrayer of Hope. So they know each other very well. Enough for Luz Theron to get through whatever fog is in his mind and recognize the guy once he hears the name. Like, that's how strong the memory is for him. And uh, and Elon says, after this day, men will call you Kinslayer. Mm-hmm. So here's the implication from Elon that this destruction was caused by Luz Theron, LTT. Um, and there's a couple other hints along the way that I think kind of point that out more. That word Kinslayer, too, is just so heartbreaking, you know? Yeah, like yes. Th- this, this man who's coming to Luz Theron, like you said, Luz Theron just recognized him as a like okay i know you are and this guy is saying like you are kinslayer you did all Mm -hmm. of this so Mm -hmm. right and so that almost sort of gets him out of this fog and now he's just going into this full-on like i i'm gonna get out of here i'm leaving yeah this is all my fault i have no point in this world anymore it's just yeah it's just very very it's just rough yeah. But so right before that happens though, when so when Elon calls Luz Theron a Kinslayer, he doesn't that he's straight back into the fog, doesn't recognize it. He's just saying, Ileana should be here to offer you a guest welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, Oh, where's Ileana? Um, and finally uh Elon realizes that he has to heal, a capital H heal right. Luz Theron, because he wants him to see what he's done. Because he's a petty bitch, I guess. Yeah, and we're doing uh, heal in, like, heavy quotes, right? I want to heal you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so heal enough so he knows what's happened. And also note that he's uh, 
using Shaitan's healing. So it doesn't seem like the dark it's side very... of the the cookie. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Not not great. It's not gonna be fun and Luz Theron um is in a lot of pain while he's being healed until finally he comes to and realizes what he's done. Like you say, he he pretty much just breaks down as any person would when they see everyone is dead around them and immediately blames Elon. Yeah. He goes, he says, uh, 10 years your foul master has racked the world to Elon, and now this, I will. And then Elon goes off on him and says, 10 years, you pitiful fool, this war has not lasted 10 years, blah, 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 it's beginning of time type right. of thing. And then tells him that it was actually Louis Theron who did this himself. Right. And that's the point where Louis Theron realizes, oh God, uh, this was me. And travels with a, a capital T away. Because he killed not only his wife, but all of his sons and daughters and any servants that were there. Pretty much just anyone that was in the building at the time is now dead by right. his hand. Right. Everyone. Yes. <sighs> not a good yeah. day, I would no. say, for him. Probably bottom three days, honestly. Yeah. That and like... Ugh. The day you killed your children and everyone. Ooh. <laughs> Wolf. Ooh. I totally forgot about the part where um where EMT did his light bending on Luz Theron. Because that's where I was like, this is straight oh, yeah. up light bending. Everything uh -huh. that's happening. He extended his <laughs> hands and the light dimmed as if a shadow had been laid across the sun. Again, oh, yeah. excellent description. But it, mm -hmm. at that start, I was just thinking, I'm like, this guy is just an avatar. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I I don't think I even noticed that the other times I've read through this chapter, how much the emphasis between light and dark is. You know, when Elon's right. using his powers, it's darkness. There's a shadow over the sky. And when uh, Louis Theron is creating his mountain, there's just this bolt of light that would have seared anyone's eyes who looked at it. Right. So again, we have that dichotomy between them. Right, but yet both of those, like, good or bad, they're both completely destructive. They can be. Yes. So it's like it there is like still it. this sense of um, chaos in both of those types of powers. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the, the whole point of this is that I'm teaching you something, Julia. I'm telling yes, you, thank you what's happening. Let me take my notes. Uh-huh. Clearly. All right. So that's the gist of the chapter. Now I kind of want to go into some of the longer quotes and maybe some of the capitalized words that you were talking about before, just to give a little more context to the world and maybe Elon's relationship with Luz Theron, because this is all going to be like, it's, it's an interesting dynamic that you want to know right. for later on. The very first one I want to go over is um, Elon kind of monologuing for a second after... He realizes Luz Theron is just not remembering anything. Um, he says, look at you, he said scornfully. Once you stood first among the servants. Once you wore the ring of the Tamerlan and sat in the high seat. Once you summoned the nine rods of dominion. Now look at you, a pitiful shattered wretch. But it is not enough. You humbled me in the hall of servants. You defeated me at the gates of Paran... Dyson. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sure. 
but I am greater now. I will not let you die without knowing that. When you die, your last thought will be the full knowledge of your defeat, of how complete and utter it is, if I let you die at all. I ha- I just had a, a realization after you reading that. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. I, so much has come to me right now. So clearly, nice. these two are like old school political rivals. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Louis Theron, he was like the king. He sat on the ring of the Tamerlan. He was the high seat. He summoned the <laughs> yeah. nine rods to dominion yeah, uh-huh. or whatever. And then, so he's doing like scoreboard. He's like, you defeated me at the gates of Paradisan and you humbled yeah. me in the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so he's been slighted all his life, his career by this war hero, seemingly, Luce Theron. Mm-hmm. And so in true revenge tale fashion, he wants his... um his defeater to become the defeated and he wants yes. him yeah. to know that in his last yeah. moment. In true petty fashion, he's like, petty you do hell. not get off this easy just not even knowing what's going on right now. Right. You need to see the destruction that you've caused because you're no great dragon anymore. Right. I am the greater one now. Right, which is why he's so mad at the end. He's like, you really just you really just killed yourself and I have to yeah. be like, but I didn't get my James Bond revenge or villain revenge doing my monologue to you even though he just did yeah it's not enough for him not enough so those are all some really important old school terms that again we don't get a lot of context to the ring of the tamerlan or the nine rods of dominion um Hmm. i'm honestly not an expert on a lot of this because i haven't read the companion book that goes along with with this that gives a lot more context to certain things but You'll kind of hear these again later on in the series. Okay. Um, So I just thought that kind of gives context to their relationship with each other. Clearly, they're kind of, um, what would you call, like, Adversaries? Yeah, they're adversaries. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that's, I'm definitely getting it from just this paragraph. Yes. And the next one I want to- shattered wretch. Right now, like, damn. damn, damn, dude, like, cool. Kick it. him while he's down. Yeah, his well, wife is dead. He doesn't even know. I know. All right, the next one, I guess Elon actually monologues a lot more than I realized. Um, is the next fashion. page for me, right? Okay. Um, again, when Luz Theron has been healed and he sees Ileana. And he freaks out for a second, but thinks Elon is still the one. And Elon's like, no, I didn't kill her. He says, remember, you fool. Remember your futile attack on the great lord of the dark. Remember his counterstroke. Remember, even now, the hundred companions are tearing the world apart. And every day, a hundred men more join them. What hand slew Ileana's son hair, Kinslayer? Not mine. Not mine. What hand struck down every life that bore a drop of your blood? Everyone who loved you, everyone you loved? Not mine, Kinslayer. Not mine. We get it, dude. Remember, <laughs> and know the price of a pro- opposing Shaitan. Oh, so, damn, dude. I know. He's really going in on him. And I just, one sentence I wanted to point out is, Remember your futile attack on the Great Lord of the Dark, yep. and then remember his counterstroke. No, I I so, have this highlighted too because I was like, this, this is, is. I'm trying not to go too spoilery. I don't yeah. think it is. I just want to give context. So his counterstroke, and um, 
most of the time that we see Luce there and talk about pulling on Sidene, which is part of the one power okay. used from the true source, he talks about the taint on it as well. Right, right. And yes, that, I remember that, like an oily taint. Yes, an oily right. taint. It's gross. It's not good. It's marring this beautiful power, basically. Is so one that power count- and true source the same thing? I thought it yes. was that. Okay. It the all one right. power comes from the true source. It gets confusing. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll but I'll yes. leave it there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the one power and then Sidene is the male half of the one power basically. Okay. And that is what like allows them to what uh what Luce Theron used basically when he was creating Dragon Mount essentially he drew on the one power he mm-hmm. drew on Sidene and used that power within himself to create a giant ass mountain mm-hmm. Mount Dragon but let's call yeah. it Dragon Mount it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> all right and then what else we got here oh. All right, let's go over those capitalized words that you mentioned before. Yes. So I have a short list, I think, shorter than what you had. But I have um, your sisters is capitalized. Right. Elon is talking about how, oh, you must wish that your sisters were here Mm -hmm. right now. Um, That we have no context for. Mm-hmm. Uh, healing is also capitalized we kind of talked about that before um, it is implied that there's maybe more than one form of healing because Elon uses Shaitan's healing to heal Luce Theron of his uh, fog Fa- yeah I it's guess. funny like using the word healing is very yeah that's good yeah amnesia but yeah using the word healing is very telling because it's like you're not healing him you're causing him more pain so that he's in even more pain but i guess right like you said it's being pulled from this source which as from i'm reading it is like the devil source the dark source right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's interesting no i i remember having to reread the sisters part because i'm like oh sisters were here but it's like hold on the sisters so like this is a group mm-hmm. this collective so just how it's written in the text it makes it seem like these the sisters are extremely powerful they're like the opposite of emt they're the they're the ones with the the healing power they're the powerful ones but like you said that's the only context so i'm just grasping at straws here for that for that one the mm-hmm. sisters and then, so then we also have um, traveling, mm-hmm. capital T. Um, it happens when Luz Theron is fleeing from all of the dead people. Mm-hmm. You, we see him, where's the description? He drew on the true source deeply and still more deeply like a man dying of thirst. Oh, this is actually when he's on the... Um, Mountain, hold on. <laughs> he not it's he like could, right before that, yeah. Yeah, he could not bear to remain any longer. Desperately, he reached out to the true source, to tainted Sidene, and he traveled. Hmm. And then suddenly he's in this land that is flat and empty with a river flowing nearby. So what's your take on that? 
It's pretty clear, I think. Well, it's funny because I think I described this in my initial reactions. In my head, it's a desert, but in nowhere, in no way does it say anything about desert. It says land yeah. around him was flat and empty with a river. Uh, what I think my visual reference is actually that scene in The Witcher where Yennefer travels to a desert to like escape. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? It's been I a while since that, I watched yeah. that, but that's that's when I the setting I'm picturing, but that's actually wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was very confused. Uh, when I read this because true source and traveled are capitalized and then Sadine is like italicized in the text so yeah that's kind of weird yeah um, I'm not sure that it maintains that throughout the series but okay. it does throughout this chapter at least right but yeah like I had I had said before I just thought it was so um interesting it says he was alone as alone as a man could be while still alive, yet he could not escape memory. It's like, you can't escape this. Like, you've been told you've perpetrated this entire massacre. Like, nothing you can do will make you feel any better. You'll never get yes. any type of closure or solution or anything like that. So No, and he's he's asking the light with a capital L to forgive him. He says, light, forgive right. me. Right. And then light, forgive me, Ileana. Oh. right well so, and then so that i thought that was interesting because he says light forgive me Ileana," but that's ultimately going to be his last word so to me it was, it was sort of like his choice of like my last word will be Il- yeah Ileana. that yeah clearly he loved her a lot <laughs> oh god so but yeah i think like what you were sort of alluding to before they keep saying tainted in relation to Sadine, uh, so it's like he he reached out to the true source to tainted Sadine. So I know I'm keep saying that wrong. I'll get it it's at okay. some point. Yeah, but yeah, like it maybe this is something that he hasn't used in a while because it is tainted because it is marred in some way. So it's interesting that that keeps coming up, or because it's yes. tainted, it's sending him to this weird place instead of where he wants to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. they haven't gone into at all like how traveling works in this um in this world so yeah. i wonder if if the tainted sadine is like ruining kind of what he actually wanted to do and then he sort of is plopped in this place and is like all right mm-hmm. time to go <laughs> Good full <enough>. mountain yeah <laughs> no and i think i i can't find the exact quote but at some other monologue that elon is yelling at loose there and he talks about how even now your hundred companions are destroying the world they're breaking the world so i just wanted to point out that's your context clue that the taint isn't only on loose theron's sidene it seems to be on any man who can channel right now so this might be the um hold on now the consequence this all these references are coming to me okay so this sidene isn't this one thing it's kind of like no it's like the dragon and dragon tails, that dragon stone that they that they clutch to so they go to the dragon world. Anyone out there? Get <laughs> You're losing me a little bit there. Okay, I'm sorry. That can be edited. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, no, it, what, okay, I'll go through, I'll go to a different reference point. Okay, what I'm thinking of is like, maybe it's like a port key. Like everyone has this item so that they can use it to travel or to, as a uh, conduit to do oh. magic yes. or something okay, like wait. that. That reminds me, okay. when you were first describing Sidene, you were assuming it's something physical. Yes. Correct. That he's holding? Yeah. 
Okay, it's actually not. Not Okay, now truly. I'm now I'm completely lost. <laughs> it's kind of um it's basically this power within people. Certain people, okay. certain humans, I believe not everyone in this time period was able to channel, but certain people were able to touch the true source. Touch meaning like uh, kind of like theoretically touch within their own mind, right, basically. Okay. And then you yeah. can pull on it from within your own mind and create things using it, but it's not something that they have to hang on to or anything. It's just within themselves. So it's like a god power, essentially, that people have. Yes. All right, this is getting I'm crazy. sorry, I should have brought that up earlier. No, I this is totally good. forgot. This is the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm lost. All right. So he's <laughs> yeah. like pulls from in his in his body. Like, yeah, travels. I think that's the noise. It everywhere. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the noise that's happening. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, think of it like how in Harry Potter, their magic just comes out of the wand. Like right. it's not something that they ha- like they need the wand to do that. But in this world, you don't need like a wand necessarily. Right. You don't need a, an object. Yeah. No. Thank you for yeah. that reference point because you know that I only read yes. three different book series over and over again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank Hopefully you. that gives context to others as well. <laughs> so yes, yeah, Sidene comes from the one power, which is something that certain people can touch. Uh, metaphysically, I guess. Okay. And they can then use that to channel it and do certain things like traveling, like healing, like creating mountains if they want, making the okay the walls bulge. There's hey. a lot they could do. Yeah, this is this is much broader than I thought. I thought yes. it was sort of more like one-to-one like this is for traveling this is for healing and it's like yes, no there's no. this source inside of you it comes from somewhere like just okay this is just busted open this question uh center now yes. and um this is good this yeah is good, yeah i yeah, think I, maybe I maybe the next episode i'll go into it more i'm just I'm nervous about spoiling things, but I think okay. you kind of need a general understanding of this. If you want to be an informed reader, if right. you guys, whoever's listening out there, doesn't want to get the context before the characters do, um, we'll give you a warning and you can skip ahead if you don't want to know anything at all. But okay. I think just kind of filling you in, maybe next episode, on how it works a little bit more, just so you're not totally lost. Yeah, I think um, I think that can be a good, like... A segment two where like you go into like all right now we're gonna go over like and then just pick one thing that maybe was highlighted in the chapter or um or was like discussed heavily in the chapter it's like all right we're gonna go over the um hall of servants or something like that like a certain yeah. thing but yeah no that's that's good and i think that's probably all i should know for now about this because um clearly that's something that will continue to come up this true source the one power type of yes type of thing uh like that yes okay and i think is there anything else you wanted to talk about briefly the only last things i wanted to talk about were the two like prophecies or whatever you want to call it at the end of the chapter the two paragraphs that are just kind of describing these events right and point out a few things there Okay, yeah, no, you can go into that because I 
yeah i didn't really understand not the se- the second paragraph i didn't get at all the other mm-hmm. from the other book um the first one is pretty straightforward like this is this is this guy's name dragon breaking of the world you know yes. it's pretty yeah. important in our history yeah. yeah yeah i guess the only point that i want to make is connect the the hundred companions and how elon is saying even now they're breaking the world and how in this paragraph here uh breaking of the world is a capitalized event basically okay so this is okay yeah this is describing it after the fact and elon and luz theron are currently in the breaking okay Uh, okay wait this is this is why i need you desperately because that to me was like a throwaway line yeah the hundred companions thing because when i read it it was more of like here let me go to the actual text uh text when I read it, the part that was sticking out to me so much was this, remember your futile attack on the Great Lord of the Dark. Remember mm-hmm. his counterstroke. So that's what I was... And then him saying, like, right now the 100 companions are tearing the world apart. I just read that as, like, oh, there's, like, an army. There's just a war. Yeah. It, uh, to me, it just supported the theory of there's a war going on. So you telling me that it's, like, hey, hang on, this is important. That's just why I need you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So just imagine... Um... A bunch of people, just like Luz Theron, who also have the taint on the one power, uh, doing what he did in his own home on a much grander scale. Jesus. What could be more grand than that? Dude was propelling people into stone. Yeah. But has some appreciation for artwork, so he doesn't damage the artwork. (sighs) Right? Yeah, gotta respect it. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. So the breaking of the world dark it's not a happy timeline that they're in right then <laughs> basically is the gist right. the general gist of it right if you think this has a happy ending you haven't been paying attention well so <laughs> yeah loose there and yeah that's <laughs> he's that's he's gone uh, that's from our favorite favorite character ramsey bolton yes <laughs> right before he cuts off the on stick so nice. anywho <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Anywho, I think that pretty much covers it for me. Um, okay, I'm well, sorry if it was a little chaotic. I, I'll no, get I mean, better this, at explaining be. things in order. No, this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be chaotic. It's the prologue. You're supposed to be just dropped in. No one wants to read a book. Well, I shouldn't say no one, but it's not entertaining or enlightening to read a book that it's like this is what happened this is why it happened this is how it happened here are the Mm -hmm. people no one reads Mm -hmm. like that that's not helpful you want Mm -hmm. to read a book where there's a puzzle something to figure out something that makes you keep reading so this is this is really it i um i would like to make a prediction Yes, please. Uh, moving moving forward. And this can maybe be a reoccurring segment where really all you can say is like interesting. Yeah. Um, mm, interesting. So this is a prologue and chapter one um, would be sort of like in present day of the story is kind of my guess. So I don't really have a prediction as to where that's supposed to be. My only prediction is basically that the characters that we will continue to follow are going to be in some way related to either Luz Theron or uh, EMT. Like, in some distant fashion, they're descendants. I could be totally wrong, but I'm like, these characters are introduced, they're named. Um, We're told that Luz Theron killed his entire 
family. So his offspring, everybody. But mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. head, in like the Game of Thrones style, no, one survive. There is one, you know? So in my head, the people that we're going to be following are de- actually descendants of either Luce Theron or uh, EMT. So, and you can just... Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep a poker face, but I was also, as you were saying that, imagining like one little child stuck halfway into the stone, just like, guys, I'm still here. And then someone has to come like chisel them out. Okay. And then they just, yeah, yeah. sorry. It was just, I couldn't get that out of my head. Right, but right. Yeah, he, he's like theory. behind, somehow he was behind a tapestry that was yes. untouched. Yeah. Yeah. Louis Theron's like, oh, can't touch that. And like, the kid's like, Phew, thank God. Thank or God, thank the dude. Creator, like, the creator. I gotta, listen, I am Jon Snow. I, I am in the wrong fantasy world. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you will get so entrenched in the Wheel of Time, okay. you're just going to be making Wheel of Time references soon. I, I look forward to that day. I can't wait. No, I, uh, like I said at the jump, I'm very excited to continue reading this. This is uh, wonderful. And uh, yes, thank you for coming along with me in this journey even though it's kind of the opposite of i'm course. coming along yeah, with you i but, pulled uh, you into it finally it is my dream come true i have <laughs> yes. someone else to talk to about the wheel of time yes. after many years many so, many moons have gone by and now we are here discussing yes. the wheel of time no i yes. i'm very excited um to go through so so I just wanted to say um, to the listeners, uh, moving forward, like we mentioned in our preview, we're going to go chapter by chapter. Um, we're discussing uh, one chapter at a time. So we obviously know that there is going to be a um, TV adaptation of this from Amazon, and we don't know the exact start date of that, whether it be this fall, no. next year. We don't really have an idea, um, and also we don't really know what that show is covering is it covering the first book only is it covering majority of the first book but some plot points will be part of the second and the third we're not really sure um but ideally when the show comes out we would also like to discuss and go uh deep into the show and all the themes there um so we would like to go chapter by chapter meaning uh week by week but maybe we'll record uh, more episodes uh, during the week with the chapters so that we can kind of all dump them at once and have right. um, a large so got, library ready to go. We got 53 chapters to get through for book one alone. Right. So if so, if we just do quick math and if we're on a steady schedule, one per week, that's a year. So yeah. I think like you were just saying, like it's it won't be hard to get completely wrapped up in this and just to want yes. to constantly move forward and, and and do it more and more. So it just will depend on our lives and our schedules and kind of what we have going on. But I am so excited to do this. So that was just a little um, that was just a little um, info about kind of what we our plan is moving forward um, and to go through um, this book because our goal is is the entire series. We're doing the whole thing. Buckle you know? up. Yeah. We got Buckle thousands up, thousands in. of pages. Yes. Let's do it. If you want to send us your thoughts and theories too. Email us at coplintalk at gmail.com or find us at Coplin Talk on Twitter.